0: And we're back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are people talking about as we enter the new the new season of Crazy. gardening? So things are happening out there. I was doing some cleanup, and uh-huh. the plants are growing. Are they lilacs? The buds are huge. The buds are swelling. Yeah our uh, um, um, our autumn sage uh, um, salvia's. Mm-hmm. They were actually still had some flowers. They looked a little rough. They were off color, <laughs> but they had flowers. It's like That's they're crazy. going, any last hummingbirds, if you need some help, yeah, I'm here for you. It's been warm. It's been a warm kind of dry winter so far. Yeah. So what yeah. kind of garden questions we got this week? Well, okay. First one is from Linda. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I keep finding a pile of dirt around my peach tree. I think it might be a gopher. Are they active this time of year? And what's the best way to get rid of him? Yeah. So gophers. So pocket gophers. Now for you folks from the East Coast, Midwest, we don't have moles here. We have groundhogs and we have pocket gophers. Pocket gophers. The reason I call them pocket gophers because they got a little flap of skin underneath their chin where they dig dirt. They use it kind of as a satchel, they kind of put it in the skin, they throw this this pocket and they take it up to a hole and they shove the dirt out so they can ex- excavate their tunnel network. They yeah. are underground rats, they eat the roots of your plants, your worms, everything that is good in the garden they destroy. So you don't want them in your garden. So that, and they'll, they'll actually do a lot of damage during the winter when it's a warm winter. Uh, So, and it's been warm. So the ground is not frozen, even at the higher peaks, maybe just for a moment. And then it thaws during the day. So they're up and they're active as it gets really cold. Hopefully we'll see some cold They'll burrow down deeper and kind of hibernate down deeper in that three, four, five. I've actually seen gopher holes six feet down in the ground so they can hibernate where it's warmer. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking advantage of your gardens and the sunshine and the you've got something there for them to eat. Grubs, worms, roots, something's there. And they love, 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 love their favorite thing in the world fruit trees. They love fruit trees because it's got sweet wood. So they're eating that roots. So what to do? There's three ways to deal with them. Uh, there's, there's gas. There's a little flare you throw down their hole where that mound is. You take your, uh, a dandelion weeder, that long handled with the fork kind of screwdriver looking thing poke around there. You'll feel a soft spot underneath that mound. And you can dig out or excavate or, or open up that hole and you can shove this, this flare down there, and then it basically suffocates them. It just fills up the network. Now, if it's really bad, the networks, it's hard to fill up the whole network with gas. So it's kind of so, so effective. I found it if you're going to try a gopher bomb, we've got them at the garden center, find several mounds, open them all up, and shove all the flares all at once underneath this thing, and that seems to go after them. So just one and done, has not quite as good. The other one, the, what your grandparents used, this is a trap. It's a wire trap. So you open it up. Again, you open up that hole. That's where they're throwing out a kind of dirt. Open that up and shove this, set the wire trap. Just set it down there as far as you can. And then when they come up next time, they'll kind of get trapped and get pinned. And it takes them out pretty quick. Not always. It's kind of a gruesome way to go after gophers. It's not for you. You Marines, you'll love it. It's great. Uh, those for the softer heart can be brutal because it doesn't always kill them instantly. It's brutal. So I'd say tie tie your trap onto a two by four is what I do and a piece of wire so they don't drag the trap down into the tunnel and you and you'll lose it. Or... I found more cases where the dogs and the coyotes find them. You know, oh, free meal. And they drag them off. They take them up to the barn. Barn cats will t- do that. They'll take them out in the field. They just disappear. In fact, I tie them to a board and I spray paint the board like orange, <laughs> red, so I can find them. It's just kind of school of hard knocks. What generally folks will do, there's a poison. So you, again, open up the hole best you can that's a dandelion weeder weeder that is the best gopher tool ever because it's got the little fork on the end it's kind of maybe a foot long it allows you to excavate or open up that that tunnel network and then you'll take a teaspoon of poison go as far back as you can and then dump it back in there and then the gopher will come up and go, oh a free meal oh look someone they're thinking a squirrel or or a a mouse or something is storing seed down in their holes and going, oh, free meal! I'll take this. Well, they digest it and it slowly makes them feel sick, so they go back to bed, and then you never see them again. So they just kind of they disappear. So that's kind of how you deal with it. It's there's three ways again: gas traps or bait. Bait. Be careful. I'm still finding strychnine out there in the marketplace. This is this stuff is super deadly. It's it's dangerous to look at, much less touch. It has a multiple kill rate. So if your cat comes eats the gopher who eat the cat, it'll keep killing down the line. You want to use, my friends tuned into here, we want to use zinc based poison. So it's a seed. They dipped it in some zinc. A little bit of zinc is good for you, but a lot of it makes you not so good. And so there's no secondary kill with that. It's much, much safer. I've heard of falcons. Birds of prey eating a poisoned gopher with strychnine and taking them out. It's just super stupid dangerous. I can't believe they've not outlawed this out in the marketplace. Yeah, that's odd. Uh, but it's the old school. It's the way they used to do it. Probably 15, 20 years ago, we sold mm-hmm. strychnine. The second, they came out with zinc. I went, okay, this is out of here. Right. I don't want to handle that stuff. So anyway, we can help you out. Come see us. Mm-hmm. That's more explanation than you need. We'll We'll come help you with more. <laughs> Yeah. Next. Okay. Next question is from Ryan. He is planting a tree he used for Living Christmas tree. Yep. Uh he says it has burlap and twine all around the roots. Yeah. yeah. Do I remove all the burlap? How do I good, plant good, this thing? Good good question, actually. So a quick question on, on, on big trees, many times really large trees. They got to be in the ground for 10. We've got some that are 12, 15 years old. So they're in the ground forever. We're not going to plant those in a pot and grow them that long in a container. We're going to put them in the ground and grow them like, like corn in a field. And so then when we harvest those, we dig that root ball. out. Throughout the years, we'll root prune it. So you get a you get a fibrous root mass. Or good, good growers will do that. But when we finally harvest out that plant, let's say it's six foot spruce or eight foot. We've got some beautiful pine trees junipers whatever we'll dig that ball out we'll make a ball out of the root proportionate to the to the to the upper growth and then we'll wrap it in burlap to keep it from falling apart then we'll take that and put that bald and burlapped um, uh, tree into a grower's pot, mainly for shipping, just so we can handle it. So we can show it off here. <clears throat> we don't want you to schlep around mud and muck and stuff with of with burlap. We're going to try to keep it cleaner and easier, help you get it home, help you get it at the planting hole. We'll typically fart, we'll harvest those and then root them out for a season. So they're even more rooted, or at least a, a good grower will do that. A patient grower mm-hmm. will take the extra season, extra year to root that thing out. Now, going back to the question, What do I do with the burlap? Well, that's the reason for the burlap. The roots go right through it like it was nothing. And so don't try to take that burlap off. Plant, get your planting hole ready. Lay down the trees sideways and get the bucket off. And then you'll see the burlap there. I would say just gently roll it into the hole, set it up straight, face it the way you want. So it looks the best. And then the secret is the damaging part can be the twine at the top. So twine doesn't break down as fast and we're using jute twine, but still it breaks down slower than the burlap uh, fabric. And so sometimes if you get a tremendous amount of growth next spring, that that extra set of wood will, it'll start to impede and, and choke that. So cut the twine at the top off, lay the burlap back under soil level and then backfill. That's how you do it so so a lot of folks want to make this real a lot of work they want to take the burlap off. it's just terrible for it's it's higher risk mm-hmm. reduce your risk, keep the burlap on, set it in there, lay it back and to cut the twine the top off. In fact, if you've had some landscaping recently, you might walk your yard and make sure that that twine is not still wrapped around that trunk area anyway Mm -hmm. that's how you deal with the again we've got a planting guide come talk to us we'll walk you right through it and show you some examples we Mm -hmm. can help you definitely great questions this week good start of a new year so uh can alisa lane the mountain gardeners be right back after this